Hey guys, it's me, producer Ross, again. Welcome back to another edition of Game Day Extra Time, the show where fans have their say on Itchwich Town. So today, it is a full show with many, many guests. Um, we're going to start off with a man who's making his debut on his birthday, their birthday boy today, Brad. <laughs> how you doing, my friend? Uh, I'm welcome good, to you. the show. Yeah, it's a fantastic birthday present to be on here. Probably for one week only and then I'll be off again. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm good, thanks. Good to hear. So um, I spoke to you on Sunday um, after the Wigan game, but what was your thoughts on that result, the open day win? We won on Sky, um, and also your thoughts on the, the Carabao Cup exit against Fulham. What's your thoughts on both of those? Well, those first three things you said, they're probably the most important. is open day win, um, breaking for Sky Hoodoo. I mean, of all, of all things, that was really, really important to get off to a good start. We, we were going into the season pretty much downbeat. I mean, that's that's an underestimation there with the word downbeat. That was a lot lower than that. Um, and to get a little bit of good feel, it doesn't completely wipe everything. Of course it doesn't. But yeah, really pleased with last Sunday. And um, last night, I I wasn't too too bothered. I mean, I saw the team selection. You kind of know how the game's going to go when you see that. And um, yeah, I, I, to be honest, with, with that, with the competitions the way they are, um, with such a busy schedule, I'm not too worried about going out last night. Yeah. Cool. And um, you are joined by five other guests today, um, of course, including me. Uh, first off, we're going to go right to you, John. Good old John Watson, Northern Italian leader. Um, how are you doing, my friend? I know it's been a hectic week for you, but um, thank yeah. you for joining us. Oh, it's, this is late relief. This is late relief. It's yeah. good to be here. It's good to be with you all. Um, yeah, really uh, kind of echo what Brad was saying about Sunday. Um, as I said after the game to you, Ross, that to keep a clean sheet, score some goals, uh, get the win. Job done. Wasn't particularly brilliant. Um, we looked dodgy at the back, but we had some nice play in the midfield. And overall, you know, you've got to take the positive. So I was happy. Um, last night, I didn't get to see the game, unfortunately. Um, but having um, listened to David's summary of it, um, I'm quite pleased I didn't, um, in that sense. Um, not that disappointed overall, because, you know, it sounds like a cliche, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if we're playing cliche bingo, I'm going to throw it in there. We can concentrate on the league, because that is our priority, you know, so let's see where it takes us. Um, Saturday's a much more important game um, to me than last night was so um, I can't really comment too much on last night's um, performance um, team selection was interesting uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some of those partnerships uh, you know maybe Cornell might start on the weekend, that would be interesting to see who he calls in now um, I thought it was a massive boost for um, Toto to be captain, I thought that was an interesting thing and actually, I can criticise Nay Normal Paul a lot for getting some things wrong, but actually Toto's done really well with his chance, and actually he, maybe he's given him something, you know, maybe he's given him a chance by giving him captain. You, um, you mentioned um, Cornell, Toto, and also David, so we're going to go over to um, Cornell's number one fan. Ian, um, Harvey. Um, Harvey, thank you for joining us once again. Um, how you been doing and uh, your thoughts on the two results since we last were on air? Pleasure. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
expected result against Wigan, really, considering the, the circumstances. We no doubt we rode our luck, especially in that first kind of 20 minutes, half an hour. They could have been 2-0 up from the, the set pieces, the corners in particular. I think it was Obi, wasn't it, that um, not only can't head, he can't seem to take a throw in either, which I thought was quite amusing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we rode our luck, got the three points at the end of it, which is the most important thing. Uh, Fulham game up. I wasn't too bothered about anyway. Again, I know it's a cliche, but the league is the priority. Looking at the the Fulham team kind of an hour before kickoff, I thought it was, well, we were looking at a 3-4-0 defeat at least because that was such a strong side to put out. I don't know whether Scott Parker's looking to get some kind of motivation from the cup game to take it into the league, you know, to get that winning habit in. But it was a really strong side that, that they put out. And yeah, like you said, my man Cornell with a, with a strong performance. Won't be long till we see him between the sticks and the league. Cool. And uh, David, you had a lot of um, things to say um, last night. Uh, so That's unusual. Uh, yeah, very unusual. But um, thanks again for coming on. Um, you know, we've, I spoke to you after the Wigan game and also last night for the Fulham game. But um, quickly, your thoughts after you had a chance to reflect on those games? Um, I'm pretty much where I was. Um the Wigan game, it was a workman-like thing. It's one of those foundation things. The first game of the season, you don't, it doesn't matter whether you're ripping it up or not. You're laying down that marker, good, solid 2-0 win. I didn't think Wigan were too bad at all. Um, they're certainly not in the Bolton category of last season. Um, they got some canny people in there. Roberts caused us problems, and I thought it was a decent win. Um, you go away from that quite satisfied. Wednesday night, totally different kettle of fish. I mean, I've, I've said my piece and ranted on that one. Um, I disagree really strongly with the idea that um, you should put out and not care about a cup. I mean, if, if you're not, I said on Twitter after that, what's the point in sport if you don't want to win? If you're going, I don't care about that, there's no point. You may as well just not turn up. Just go, yeah, you have it. Sport, sport only matters if you're trying to win. And I think that Fulham were there to be beaten if we got the tactics right. I don't think Danassian's up to it. I don't think that is up to it, especially not when he heads straight up in the air. I don't think Wilson is up to it, and I don't think Kenlock's up to it. Um, so, but the, it was tactically, it was tactically inept. I think we could have got something out of it if we'd done something different. And I and I remain thoroughly pissed off that we didn't um, try to win it, basically. And as for Lambert's ridiculous comments about a world class goal. Um, bollocks <laughs> <laughs> well thank you as ever David um, and over to you uh, Thomas Mr Game Day I saw you got your gloves out I saw oh, yeah, when you laughed yeah. when you laughed at Toto uh, yeah. when John said Toto I'm for Mark I'm for <laughs> yes. Mark so he must be must be happy excited for that I guess yeah. I thought well, it's getting cooler now after the beginning of the week so you know start bringing them out now for the winter Thomas can I just interrupt and say there is only one Mr Game Day okay? <laughs> oh one yeah Mr. Game Day yeah, well, I'm apparently cheaply in, interpreted now, aren't I? Apparently or something. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> uh, what, what are your thoughts then, my friend? I know I had you um, after the Wigan game and also the Fulham game, getting your thoughts, but um, round up um, after you've had a time to reflect. Um, yeah, like I said, Wigan, good, good to get started. Um, it wasn't convincing. You know, Wigan looked good um, to a degree and we, you know, we looked a bit rusty at times, but it was, we did play well at times and... Um, I was happy with it overall, but last night um, I'm not fussed. Um, I know I don't like to see a team lose, but it's just the cup in my mind. We don't need 
to clog up too much this season, especially with a backlog of games already in September. Um, we're starting the season late. We, we can't keep adding to him, in my opinion. So it's, it's a shame to lose, but um, I'm not too fussed about it. Um, the only worry for me was this, well, it's not worry, it's more upsetting. It's kind of, you see how much Fulham has spent and then how far we've fallen in the past 20 years. That's the only thing that sort of I got from last night, to be honest. It kind of shows where we are now compared to some other teams and how far we are now down the leagues. And it's, I don't know where, I don't know when we'll get back to those, to those um, good times. Yeah, and um, finally joining us, the uh, sixth wheel of our, I don't know what, what, I don't know what the phrase would be, just our big van, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying right now, but um, yes, it is Liam from Crew. Liam, thank you very much for joining me. Um, I was, of course, at yours last night to watch the game. Pizza, garlic bread and ice cream was had. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us. Your thoughts from the Wigan and also Fulham game? Uh, first of all, I'd like to say thank you for saving me a tenner last night. Um, that was much appreciated. <laughs> uh, in terms of that game, I couldn't care less. Um, you can see with the team um, that the a film game, yeah. A cup run isn't needed this season. Um, basically, if if fans want want a cup run, then they've got forty five other games to look forward to that should be cup finals. Every one of them, because that's how important it is for town to get out of this division. So for getting out of the league cup, which they're not going to win anyway, um, is probably a good thing in terms of Wigan. Um, it was what I would say is a professional performance. Um, it wasn't absolutely outstanding, but it wasn't bad. Um, there was enough there to beat what Wigan had. There were a few um, scares at the back, um, but I'm just uh, glad that I had the balls to um, predict that there was going to be a clean sheet and get uh, maximum marks in our prediction league. So uh, I'm hunky-dory. There you go. Um, yes, as you can see, it's going to be a packed show. Um, first thing we're going to talk about is Flynn Downs. Uh, this was a massive surprise for probably a lot of people. He was on the bench for the Fulham game and also came on for, I think, the final 20 minutes or so, something like that. I can't remember. Um, I should, should have got my, my stats right there. But um, who would like to quickly share their thoughts on Flynn Downs? Um, will he start? John's put his hand up straight away. John, what's your thoughts there, mate? For me, last year, Flynn Downs was our player of the season, mm-hmm. without shadow of doubt. I thought Wolfenden did well at the start, but my man of the season was definitely Flynn Downs. He's still our player. We pay his wages. He's been good to us, but as a club, we've been good to him. I think it's really important that we get him back in the side. Um, and I think I don't like some of the man management that Paul Lambert does. I, like I've got his well-being to look after. And then last week comes out with the nonsense. I don't know if he wants to play or not. Well, you either care about his well-being, so you're chatting to him, or you cast him out in the cold. Um, for me, he's still one of our best players. So he has to be in the starting squad. I absolutely agree that Dizelle and Bishop have started the season really, really well. And I know Nolan's a touchy subject for some people, but he's also done really, really well. And at the moment, those three should be starting if he's true to his word about his um, keeping the shirt. If they're all fit, they should keep the shirt. But you would have to have Downs on the bench to come on and 
start giving a chance to earn that shirt back. He is our best player, so I would I would get him involved. So I was pleased to see him back on the bench last night. Oh, and um, Harvey, what's your thoughts? Saw you put your hand up as well. Um, you know, do you change that midfield three for for Saturday, or were you pleased to see him back on the bench and also having a few a few minutes against Fulham? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because Lambert's going on about this whole if you've got the shirt, keep the shirt mentality. So I don't think he will start. Is, is my honest opinion. Um, and I think if you look at the job that you know Dizel, Nolan, and Bishop have done recently. You know, on merit, those three, in my opinion, should start. Um, but at the same time, kind of long term going forward, um, you know, I, I don't think Nolan's necessarily the answer for the whole season. So, you know, at some point, Downs will be back in there. And I'm sure when, if and when that's the case, um, if he's not sold, um, then I think that he'll, you know, I think that he'll keep a shit. But if we're going on, on the basis of, of you know, if you've got the shirt, it's, it's up to you to keep it. Then those three in midfield have, have, have got to carry on for me because they've 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 done really well. But there's no getting away from the fact that Downs is our best midfielder. 100%. I agree with that. But again, that kind of attitude and that mentality that we're trying to implement this season, um, I think Nolan's kind of done enough to to warrant another start on the weekend. Definitely. Cool. What's your thoughts then, Brad? Making your debut, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I completely agree with Harvey. I think they've yep. got to start after last weekend. I think um, they complement each other really well. It takes the pressure off Nolan in a way because we do put pressure on him to deliver going forward. And when you've got Dizelle spraying lovely passes that wide, you've got Bishop running towards the defence, dribbling in and out of five players. That takes the pressure away from Nolan to kind of be doing that sort of thing, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely go over the same three. I think it's going to go over one of two ways. I mean, Nolan's either going to play out of his skin but and keep downs out of the team, but I just I can't see it happening because last season, Nolan did suffer with a lack of confidence and that just showed straight straight from the off, really. Um, when the fans got on his back, goes starts playing sideways, starts being negative. And, I mean, imagine if us fans were in there when that starts to happen. We're just going to be shouting for Lynn Downs to be coming on straight away, aren't we? Um, like John saying, Flynn Downs is our best midfielder, simple as. Um, but on the basis of last week and it being Bristol Rovers, who won't be an no pushover, but um, I think you've got to give Nolan another chance because he's not, he's not going to come in for Dizelle, he's not going to come in for Bishop. That place is going to be Flynn Downs, isn't it? So, so yeah. Now, um, David, I know you're not the biggest fan of John Nolan, but w- would you admit he's done okay so far? And, yeah, he's you know... done okay, but that that that's sort of damning with faint praise, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he's not been shockingly shit. So, um, you know, it's, yeah, well done, congratulations. Um, in terms of downs, I was pleased he was on the bench. He should have played before. He's our player. Um, like John says. You're either looking after him because his head's in the wrong place or you don't know because you can't be bothered talking to him. It's either because he's sort of needs some time off to get his head straight or I don't know what's going on, basically. But he's our player. We're playing him. If his head's not right and he can't play because he doesn't want to, then he doesn't get paid, surely. If I don't turn up to work because my head's not in the right place, I, I'm not doing my job properly. 
He's employed by us. Until Palace actually come along with a proper bid, which we can accept, he's ours. And he fulfills his contract. The whole thing stinks of agent. It has that nasty, fetid air of a squalid dungeon where um, agents <laughs> hang around sort of counting their money. But, no, I, I would have Downs in. No, Nolan, for me, Nolan, for me, has done okay. But there are two players... Ignore the defence, because the defence is thrown... The defence is thrown out by Wolfenden being injured and Chambers being in the wrong place because of KVY and all of that sort of thing. Ignore the defence. But in midfield, there's two positions for me which aren't nailed down at the moment, and that's Nolan and Judge. They've done okay, but they haven't pulled everything up. And for me, Downs, if his, if his head's in the right place and he's chosen, he decides he, he does want to turn out and... Do have a game of football on Saturday, being a footballer and all, then he goes into the side for Nolan. Because Nolan's not done enough for me to merit nailing that place down as his. He's not staked it and said, that's mine, you're not taking it away. He's been okay. And I gave, on game day, I gave Downs my man of the match from the Wednesday night game. Because when he came on, he provided an energy to that midfield it didn't have before. He ran at things, he shut things down, and there was suddenly some pressing, which we hadn't done before. So for me, in that 20 minutes, Downs has done more than Nolan has, even though Nolan has been OK. Uh, Thomas said, what's your, uh, what's your reflection of what David just said? And, you know, I don't, your know, if, I, are don't, don't know if I can follow that. You might as well just carry on. No, yeah. <laughs> no, um, well, one, no, um, one day I will have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, for me, I wouldn't drop the three midfielders yet. Um, they did enough against Wigan to keep them going, you know, to keep them in for now. Downs has got her own place. Um, and he did enough. He did a lot when he came on yesterday. Admittedly, yeah, and he, you know, he kind of showed that he still kind of wants to be here in a way, and he's eager to get back at it, perhaps. But um, even so, you still got to accept the fact that he perhaps did want to. He was, he is a bit of a want away, and so if his head's still not quite in it, then and the fact that if the three haven't done anything wrong yet, then, you know, he should he should be on the bench for me on Saturday. But at the same time, um, I'm not totally convinced Lambert did know or not whether he did want to play or not. I think that's more mind games than Lambert to try and get back in our good books, to be honest. I think he's making Downs make, look more of the bad person than what he is. Um, don't know how true that is, but for, but for me, I don't, I don't think... I, I, I feel like it's more more the mind games again, like I was saying a couple of weeks ago, when the, like, when the youngsters turned up to the other picture and then turned away. I think he's he's Scottish, so he's got that side of him, and you know, I've done like to say it. That's 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 how I feel anyway. I, I think there's, now, there's more to there's more to it that's being let on. I don't understand the communication aspect because, no. like, if 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 Lambert is saying to us fans that he hasn't spoke to him, what sort of message does that sound, does that send out? There was exactly that case last year with a player. He um he said he hadn't spoke to him yet, and it was to do with an injury. I can't remember who it was. But this has happened before, where he's not a per- supposedly speaking to players. I, it's, I don't understand it's, that. You're on a training ground with them every day. They're, what, maybe you're in a treatment room. You'll be getting updates on players. You'll be asking them how they are. I don't yeah. get that whatsoever, that he's not spoke to Downs. I don't even get how that protects him, because that just sends a message out to the fans that he doesn't talk to his players. So I just find it completely bizarre how Lambert has been wasn't, on that. Wasn't this Bart's problem with Hurst? Yes, yeah. So and, and Delaney's why is, problem why, with Keane. Yeah, so why, why is he... <laughs> it's a trend, why is, yeah. then, why is he then telling us he's not speaking to him? 
when you know we it doesn't send good messages, does it? I'd love to hear Flynn's side of the story. Yeah, and there's, 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 there's someone telling him to keep quiet because he, if, you know, if he comes out and says something, it doesn't make him look good either way, does it? So no. If he does move on, I think that the news. You know, if he does move on at some point in this window, we will probably learn a little bit more about what yeah, was going yeah. on. If he stays, it will stay in house for as long as possible because otherwise it, it kind of upsets things. But I I don't know if if Lambert's trying to be smart, which I'm not sure if he... I, I don't know what goes on in the man's mind at times, but I hope he's actually treating Flynn and the other players with better respect than he appears to have when yeah. he thinks he says to us and well, I guess we won't, won't know but if he goes in to Flynn and says right get your head sorted I'm here to look out, out for you I'll take the flack I, I say I've given you the three days off I'll give you the four days off whatever I can understand that that's good man management it's like saying I'm the manager I'm protecting my young player but then why throw in the comment about I haven't spoken to him it's just a ridiculous thing yeah. it, just, it just doesn't add up it's like he's picked up a different this season's handbook to last season's handbook. Which page am I meant to be on today? Oh, yes, I'm being tough love. Or oh, last year I was being this. He, he can't decide what he wants to be. There's nothing that bugs me. I don't, no disrespect to the photographer. who I don't know who it was, but there's this picture going around of Downs on his phone last, was it Saturday, Sunday? Yeah. When was that taken? It could. It makes it look like it was taken during the game, but was it? It could have been taken before. And he warmed no. down with him at the end, and he's still very much part of the squad, isn't he? But, yeah, um, but yeah I mean, it's... Sorry, I, just, I, don't think, I, I don't think he's the type of character looking at him. I mean, obviously, I don't know him personally, but from a kind of outside perspective, he's the kind of person that you, you look at and you, you look at his game and you think that he'd, he'd play 10 games a week if he could. So yeah. this whole Lambert saying, oh, I'm not sure whether he wants to play or not. For me, I, I think... I think Downs wants to play every game. And, and you look at his performance against Fulham when he came on, you know, he wasn't, he didn't look like a kind of player, you know, that is, you know, kind of looking for a move and might jump out of a tackle or not put as, as much effort as, as he can do into into a, into a game. For me, he looked as, as committed as, as, he, as he has done, to be fair. Maybe a little rusty because he's not played consistently of late, but, he still looks like the downs that that, that we that we love as as fans. Um, so this whole you know rubbish about giving his head some space and things like that, I think it's another bollocks to be honest. I think if if you know if we were interviewing downs, I think he'd be saying I want to play every single game. Yeah. And um, Liam, a chance for you to get your thoughts on it. I want to actually ask you a question. This is for everyone as well. What do you think the reaction would have been if we were in the in the stadium, you know, when Downs came on, you know, what would you have, you know, just clapped to see good to see him back? Do you think there would have been a few boos maybe or, you know, what, what's your thoughts well, on that? Well, there probably would have been a few, few idiots around there who probably would have done that. But at the end of the day, I don't begrudge him if he wants to go. If he wants to go, then I don't begrudge him. That's a great opportunity for him to go higher up in his football career. But what doesn't make sense to me is that about two or three days before um, the offer came in from Palace for that second offer, Downs was interviewed in the press and he said that he was just getting his head down and playing. He was happy to stay at town, obviously saying all the right things, but he was saying, I'm happy to stay. Um, 
but you never know what happens. I know there's been a bit of speculation, but I'm just keeping my head down and playing. And then suddenly two days later, he's been given a week off because he needs to get his head right. Uh, I, I don't get how he's suddenly gone from that because him and Wolfenden, I'm sure they must have been pulled over by the hierarchy. Even Evans himself has, could, may have talked to them and said, look, you are our two prized assets. You, you are the ones that are going to make us quite a bit of money if we get the right offer. So we will allow you to go if we get the right offer, but it has to be in the best interest of Ipswich. And for me, um, they, sh- they, they probably know that. So for Palace to suddenly come in with a, a ridiculously dursery offer, which was just, it was just basically bollocks to put something in like that. For Downs then to suddenly lose his head, I I don't see. I can understand it if Ipswich were given a lot more money and they turned it down and Downs is thinking, well, okay, that's closer to my value. But the fact was, it was nowhere near his value. I I don't know why he why he would not be prepared to carry on playing for Ipswich until that offer comes in. And frankly, from my point of view, he is Ipswich's player. And until an offer um, comes in that is um, right for the club, then he should play. That That's... And, that's it. I don't think his head is completely all over the place. I think Lambert's made a lot more than this than, than meets the eye. Um, and I just think Flynn, and for Flynn Downs himself, the fact that he turns it away because he doesn't want to play, it doesn't look good on him, does it? Whereas if he still goes out and plays and still wants to play football at the age that he is, he's going to get more suitors and potentially better offers. So for me, I I think I think it's it's a bit of a ridiculous saga, um, and I think Lambert as well. The whole after the Wigan game, saying that he didn't know if he's if he was in his right mind to play or not. Surely he should know that as the manager. He shouldn't be coming out with such crap like that. He should either say yes, he was ready to play, or no, he wasn't. He told us he wasn't. Not uh, well. I don't know. That that doesn't show very good management to me. Mm-hmm. And um, David, I saw you put your hand up. Liam touched on it there. If if you're going to... There hasn't been a third offer. And if you're a player who wants to go, how are you going to... How are you best going to persuade somebody higher up the food chain that actually they should come in with that offer, which is closer to what the club is going to value to make them actually think about it? If you come onto the pitch and put in some absolute storming performances in the first three, four games before the transfer window closes, then your um, suitors sitting there fluttering their eyelids at you might actually come in with a better offer. If you're sat in the stands because your head's in the wrong place or because um, your moose hasn't set properly yet or whatever it happens to be that Lambert's suggesting this week, then you're not. You're, you're, they're going to forget about you. It's like, okay, move on. They've said no to that. We're going to next target. And I, and I think that if Downs did want to go, the best way to show his commitment to football, but also put himself in the shop window, is to play, like Liam says. Um, I think the whole thing is is largely nonsense. I can, I can sort of see the first one where he was sat out because, because he just had the bid rejected. 
and you could see that as a young man that he might sort of go, but that's not fair. I'm not in quite, you know, I can see that. But now, no, he plays. And and for me, he, he's best player in the midfield by uh, potentially Dizel could get there. But at the moment, he's the best midfield we've got. So he plays. Cool. And uh, John, will you be able to round it up for us? Yeah. One final thing on the Downs situation. I reckon if you asked all of the Ipswich Town squad, who would they um, secretly want to play with in midfield or have in their side? You ask Dizel, I'm sure you'll want Downs putting in, in, in the shift for him. You know, Bishop Wood as well. Like, he was our best player last year. The players in the squad aren't daft, are they? You know, do you remember a couple of years ago when Suarez was rumoured to be leaving Liverpool? Um, or... Uh, any good player in any good side. I'm not saying we've got a good side, by the way. Um, uh, but the best player in any side is valued by their teammates, whether it was Ozil or Arsenal. You know, whatever's going on, on and off the pitch, the players want their best players on the pitch because they've got a better chance of achieving, better chance of winning, better chance of their job being a little bit easier. You ask the goalkeeper, do you want your best defenders in front of you? They're going to say yes. Do you ask a defender if you want your best midfielders in front of you? They're going to say, hell I. So, you know, I, I think it's a no-brainer. Like, I agree he might not be in the team, like, for this week. You know, that's... But he should be at least on the bench and he should be the player on 55 minutes, 60 minutes, Lambo's going, go and get your chance. Here you go. Show that you're ready for this. Get on the pitch and do your business, lad. Cool. And uh, next up, we're going to be chatting about another man, another bid, apparently reported to be, be rejected uh, from Birmingham uh, for Kane Jackson. Uh, last season, our joint top goal scorer. Um, he hasn't, of course, featured all pre-season. I think he played maybe in the Colchester game, but um, he hasn't been involved in the matchday squads for the league and, you know, the competitive games. Um, so who would like to chat about Kane Jackson? We, we spoke about it last week, but there's more information apparently a 2.5 million pound bid or whatever has been reported so who would like to to go first david um i'll be succinct for once um that that's the sort of sign on your hand where you've just bitten somebody's hand off you know, it's, it's tooth marks if somebody's coming in with two and a half million pounds that's stupid money for somebody whose first touch isn't very good doesn't fit in our system um thanks bye <laughs> uh liam uh driving to birmingham now um, I, I would, I would honestly, honestly take at, at two and a half mil. I think that is that is as much as I think Town would possibly get. I can't see anyone really going higher for someone who hasn't really proven themselves at a higher league. I know he performed well last season, but it's just going to be a waste of a, a body. I think if he's not going to fit into the system this season, then. Uh, sell him for a good good bit of money and reinvest it in other areas of the squad. That, that's basically the best thing, I think. Cool. Harvey, what, what's your thoughts on this, mate? Yeah, I, I really like him as a player. I have to say, I, I, I do like him. Um, and he offers something that, you know, I said this one, I think it was last week or the week before, that none of our strikers offer. But at the same time, you know, we're sticking to the four-three-three, so it that's the case. Two and a half million. I don't know how kind of wide of the mark those figures are. I'm not, I'm not too sure. Um, but if that's the case, then first of all, the head of recruitment at Birmingham needs firing. Um, but yeah, to make that kind of profit <laughs> on him, 
definitely, I, 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 I'd have to spell him. But, you know, because I, I know Birmingham played 4-4-2 four, 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 quite a lot last season, didn't they? So, um, you know, whether they're, they're looking at him in the front two with Norwood last season or with Billy Key previously at Accrington and, and thinking, that, you know, with a championship experience under his belt and a, and a League One campaign under his belt now as well, that he'd go back into, into the championship a better player. I'm not sure, but I've seen they've signed Scott Hogan as well, haven't they, today or, or yesterday? Yeah. So, you know, I don't know whether their funds are going to be spent elsewhere now because, um, you know, he's going to be on big wages, isn't he, Hogan? So, um, you know, if, if the reported figure is the case of 2.5 million, then there's there's no doubt about it. We have to we have to sell him. But it's a shame because I do like him as a player. I agree with David. His first touch is, is pretty woeful at times, and you know, in a in a lone striker role, that's not his um, that's not his best kind of position. But with a target man or with someone that that is happy to do the dirty work for him. Um, I think he can offer a lot to a team. Cool, uh, Thomas. What's your? Do you like? Do you like Caden Jackson? And would you be uh, biting someone's hand off for that sort of man? <laughs> I do like him, but he's not going to fit into our squad with the system that we're now playing. And to be honest, two point five is too much. But if people are stupid enough to pay it, hold out for a bit more, make more profit. We've got to pay equity anyway, so. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> Uh, Brad, uh, what's your thoughts on this? I, I haven't, you know, heard your your thoughts much about you know Jackson as of yet. So, I'd like to hear your. Do you like Jackson? And you know, as as Tom said, you know, he doesn't, he can't fit in the position, you know, our current yeah. formation. So, well, like like you say, I only like him in a four four two. He he tried to play the lone strike role in the championship. He simply couldn't. Um, scored one goal against Brentford, I think, which was a header. And you thought um, he might be able to, but well. That was pretty evident he couldn't. Um, yeah, I, I agree with David. I, I feel that he only really offers you something in a 4-4-2. Um, not only that, I know fans talk about plan B this season, but I don't want our plan B to become that in a way because then that's ripping up the 4-3-3 system which we're trying to identify ourselves with. If we suddenly go 4-4-2 in the last 10 minutes, Chuck Jackson on the score... He's going to keep that next week, isn't he? And then you're, you're ripped up again. You're then going through probably another three formations in three months. and Well, it's more like three formations in three weeks last season. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, I like I like, I like Caden because of his attributes. But like David says, he's not got a first touch. And you need a first touch to play in this system. And what, what Lambert wants from his wieners, his strikers, Caden's not going to offer. So, I mean, two and a half million, I'd absolutely yeah, bite your hand off. But, um, yeah, he's, yeah, it's just, yeah, like, like, yeah, like I've said, I haven't really got any more to add on it, really. Yeah. <laughs> and um, before I go over to you, John, I saw Tom put his ad up. I just want to see if he's so, got something else to add. I was going to say what, what Brad just said back to Caden, you know, it happened last pre-season. Brad <laughs> come in, yeah. he had a system that would play 4-3-3. Caden had a good pre-season. We started playing 4-4-2. Start of the season like that last year, and then it all fell apart, and then we all of a sudden had no system in place. We don't want to disrupt the system that we're now starting to play again and trying to get going. Let's say, yeah, it's, it's, I, I know, I know, promotion is so important, but what better place to build an identity and a system yeah. than in League One and take it hopefully through the leagues? Because it, it's, it's keep... where Chris Wilder did it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, spot on, and um. Yeah, if you keep ripping it up each week, and yeah, you get up, but then 
if Doc Hagen not doing it at the championship again, he's struggling every week. I, I really want us to, when we go up, have a system in place. I know, but it might not be this season, but just to go up, like you say, like Chris Wilder has with Sheffield United. And um, John, will you be driving Caden to Birmingham yourself via Doncaster back, you know, to Ichwich and then to, to Birmingham? What's your thoughts on this, mate? You may not want to get in a car with me at the moment. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, in all seriousness, though, um, wise words from everybody. I, there's bits of what everybody said that I agree with. Um, as David said, he's got a touch like a babby elephant. You know, he, you know, he's not he's not great with his first touch, but like Harvey said, he does offer us something different like but he doesn't fit the system like Brad and Thomas and you know you've said it but for me I've liked him as a there's certain players when they join the club I like and I want to see do well and Caden fell straight into that bracket for some reason um I did there's one of the away games and I think his his fairly uh, young wife and young daughter and his family have often sat in the away end when I've been there. And I don't know if it was that kind of just seeing their real love and passion for seeing Caden playing. That gave me a bit of a soft spot. Maybe I'm a bit of a softy. But his pace is something that we haven't got in the team. So whilst I, was, I know he's not a, a a great solo striker, if they don't give us a decent amount of money, which I don't think Marcus Evans will reinvest, I think having him on the bench to perhaps come on and play as a wide player, except he's not very good in that role or hasn't really been given that much of a role, he's still going to be so quick that with 20 minutes to go, it's going to cause defence problems. So I personally wouldn't be disappointed if he stayed, but I agree that 2.5 million is a lot of money for him. I wonder if there's a little bit of gamesmanship from agents or another club there, you know, um, trying to get sniffing around, trying to get um, bids up. Um, he he's a good player, but he's not going to fit in our team. I'm not going to I'm not going to even pay for the taxi. I'm not certainly not going to drive it. But um, I, I I would wish him well, as Brad rightly says, he plays in a four four two well. And if we're not playing that, time to move on. What, what, what do you guys think? I'll go to you, David, in a second. But um, what do you guys think actually Caden feels as well when he knows that, that this is the formation they're going to play this season? You know, in training, he must have been told, yeah, plan 4-3-3. Three, three, and he must be thinking, I can't play that. So what do you think is going on, David? Well, I think that's part of why he's not signing a new contract. I mean, yeah. I imagine that there's also issues with the salary cap and what he's being offered. And he's sort of going, well, you know, I, I was top scorer. I had all these assists. So I deserve a rise. And the club's saying, well, you can't have one because of salary cap and straightened circumstances and things. So there's probably money there as well. But the big part of it will be he, he's going to look for a, a role. You know, if, if you're looking at, you know, football manager, you've got your first choice, you've got your squad, you've got rotation and things. And he, he wants to be upped in that. So and if I was him, at, was he what, 26, 27? Oh, yeah. Then he's going to be one of those prime striking career time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So he wants a, a key role in the side, and I can't see that personally. And if I was Jackson, then I'd be looking for the good of my career to find somewhere where I had um, a better chance of starting regularly. For me, though, I mean, what jo- what John was saying about coming on and playing wide right as a is, it's not really a winger role, is it? It's more of an inside forward role. But if you're doing that, then I think that personally, Jackson could develop there quite nicely. Certainly, he could do much better there than Edwards did at right back. Um, but 
I also think that pace coming off the wing, and I think uh, Brad said before we started recording about when he was making his runs last year as a um, part of a pair, he was pulling wide and getting nice crosses in and things. And I think that he could develop that, and he would certainly have more threat with his pace than Judge does, because Judge hasn't got the the pace to go past a barrel of beer. <laughs> um, and I think going forward, I, I think we're going to have buzzers soon. We're going to have buzzers if um, people who are listening at home, everyone's putting their hands up where they want to go. So in soon, we're going to have to have buzzers. <laughs> your buzzing sounds. But anyway, Liam, go ahead, my friend. Uh, I mean, that's not to say I don't like him. I think he's a really hard worker. And I think um, he was a good asset last season. But frankly, I think there's better options in those wider forward areas. So, and with this salary cap now, I just think if if he's not going to play and Lambert isn't going to at least try to use him as a wide forward, then he's just going to be a waste of a body that we could reinvest in other areas of the squad that would strengthen us in better positions. I just think his pace would be an asset, but at the end of the day, I think what Brad said, we've got to find an identity. And I think it's unfortunate, but he is pretty much a one-dimensional footballer that he can only play where he's got a, a front man alongside him. And if a team doesn't play that, then unfortunately, he's going to struggle at many clubs. So um, for me, I, I think you bite, bite your hand off for that money because um, that is way above what I think his actual valuation is. Um, I don't know if you were just itching, Harvey, or you were actually having putting your hand up. I don't know if you were. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, regarding the going back to the kind of contract situation, I think as well with Jackson, he's probably looking at Norwood, who's what on probably like eight, nine thousand a week. But I think that was his, his kind of reported contract at the time. He's probably looking at Norwood, thinking he's had a lot more contribution to the team than Norwood has. He's scored more goals. He's got more assists. Whereas Jackson is probably on, what, probably half of that, something like that. So he's probably looking at it and thinking, you know, it's I'm within my rights after these figures based on my contribution to the team, you know, last season. But at the same time, I 100% agree. He'll be looking at the kind of way we're going forward in the 4-3-3 and, and thinking, you know, my best football is is primarily being with, a, you know, with, a, with another striker. So if he's get, having an opportunity to join a team who not only will, will play the 4-4-2 system, but will match those wages of of, of um, Norwood or even, you know, in, increase them further. I don't blame him at all for leaving, but, you know, again, going back to the whole 2.5 million thing, it's, if that's the case, then we need to, um, we, we need to sell, definitely. Cool. And uh, I don't know if you'll put your hand up or not, Thomas, but if you are, can you round it up for us? I'd say, um, I think, definitely, I don't think he's ready for championship. He wasn't two years ago, and I still don't think he is. But he's not going to fit into our squad, so it's this difficult one for like him, I guess, in a way. But um, I think, yeah, definitely take the money. I think, um, you know, it's no, no, rip, rip the hands off, like Dave was saying. <laughs> uh, and John, I think you put your hand up as well. Do you want to finish it off? Yeah. If we're talking if we're about, about the, the kind the of the whole. Oh, a bit of feedback there. Sorry, sorry. That's probably now. It's probably me. Right, standard, right. standard producer Ross hailing. <laughs> Bear with me. Bear with me. No worries. We'll edit this out. Go on. 
So if we're talking about um, value for money in the squad, and I know there's no offers on tables for potentially anybody other than Jackson and Downs, but for me, I bet Alan Judge is on more wages than Caden and Jackson. <laughs> now, for me, <laughs> right, who would I rather lose off the wages for impact last year when we needed them? Okay. Now, Jackson, although I accept everything we've said about the system, I personally would rather see Jackson given the wide right role that Judge has been playing with Sears on the left or even Edwards on the left and Lancaster and Jackson and Sears and Edwards, the four of them playing for those two spots and say Judge go, then lose Cade and Jackson. You know, Hopefully. value for money in the squad, wage cap, uh, sorry, salary cap. You know, let's be fair, Alan Judge did not perform last year. He is not a front three person. He's a number 10, isn't he? And we're not playing really that system either, are we? Um, <laughs> so so for me, Judge out, Jackson yeah. in. I'll drive that's, Judge. Well, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's another debate we just got started now. And um, I saw David agreed with that. What's your... Oh, very, very strongly. <laughs> Judge is on my list of um, list of people whose surplus requirements. Uh, he, he, he doesn't fit in the side. He, he, he hasn't got the pace. I think that we've got, unfortunately, it's a it's a Douglas situation that we've bought the player well past his prime. Um, you know, left-sided, he drifts inside, leaves the fullback exposed, goes on his wanders, does his own thing. The right, he can't get past the player. He's He, he works hard enough, I suppose. But for me, um, you want somebody... I mean, you look at the impact that Sears has had on the left this time or Edwards has had on the little cameos he's had when he's come on whether he's been on the right or rarely, but he has sometimes shown up on the left. You know, the, the pace he's got, the way he can drive into the box. He had a little bit of a chance at the end against um, Fulham the other day. Much more incisive in those wide roles. Judge hasn't done that for me. Um, I, I think that Judge's surplus requirements very much. It's like, it's, what, it's like what Stu said, though, isn't it? That it's basically... Um, there's about the same amount of chance of um, Town getting into trouble with Judge playing out wide than what he can actually deliver creating. So there's, <laughs> there's not a lot of gain really there, is there? Because we, we know he can't play wide, but he's been shoehorned into that wide area and he has been a lot more disciplined, but it's still going to cause issues because he will still roam and still leave a lot of space and our fullbacks very much uh, in danger. The only way he can play that wide right role effectively is if you've got KVY behind him. Because then you, if you've got him behind, he's got the pace to be able to go past the fullback. So in the time it takes Judge to decide how to go past a fullback and not get past him, KVY could get up the pitch, round the back of him and provide the little, like, little knock through. But... If you've got Chambers, who hasn't got the legs either, he's done a good job there, but he hasn't got the legs. Judge can't get past a player. You know, what he always seems to do is he tries to get it through and he knocks it out and it goes for a throw. But he, he, do, he just doesn't get that thing that he, he's not a wide right player, even if he is does it, do the discipline thing. He's even been taking off free kicks now. <laughs> I, I just, well, yeah, that's another thing. I couldn't believe it. He's, he's only half a season kicks. too late off corners. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's... I. I He's another, yeah, like you say, David, he's, he's, he's come here past his sell-by day. I, I love him at Brentford. I like him as a player because he always wants the ball. That's my favourite type of player to watch. He always wants the ball. Even if he's 
loses it five, ten times, he still wants the ball. So he's, yeah, in that respect, I like him. But like you say, like I've just said, once he loses it five, six times, you've got to think, well, what, what is he offering us now? And if he was a different sort of build, maybe, I feel like a holding position may suit him better because, like, like a bit of a Barry Bannon in a way, he'd constantly want the ball, constantly moving and, and that, which would probably be suited to him. But he's not that type of player. He never will be. Um, I don't really see what position he can actually take up on a pitch now, even if he were to move to a, another side. <laughs> John, John, you very much have started a different debate here. Um, I'm sorry, Ross, I've gone off right, script, that's right. haven't I? Um, that's fine, it's fine, carry on. The thing for me is, you know, we, when we're talking about the Downs-Nolan conversation right at the beginning of the pod, if you think how many people give John Nolan stick, right? Nolan has got a terrific work rate, right? He might be a bit sideways and crab, crab-like when he loses his confidence. But my God, that lad does work hard. Do you see his tackle the other day? He was better than okay, by the way, David. He was much better than okay. Um, <laughs> um, he, but, you know, would I rather have Nolan in the side above Judge? I would. Because, oh, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, because... He would not let his ill discipline. He would give everything. If he made a mistake, he would be chucking back. If KV, I agree with what you're saying, David. If KV is there and fit, which we all hope, because he's almost like two players, isn't he? He's a defender and an attacking threat. So if if he's past judge or past whoever on the right, and there's a mistake, he can get back as well with his pace and still be a defender. Absolutely, but. I would, you know, with looking at the, the makeup of the squad, maybe if we really want tough love from Lambert, we need to go actually, Judge, you're not good enough anymore, or you don't fit our plan. You know, see you later. Because I would rather have a squad. Nolan on, as a utility player on the bench could, could do any of those jobs in a more disciplined way than Alan Judge, whether it's behind uh, front two, wide or the left. A holder man. Nolan could do a bit of everything of that, and maybe that's his downfall. But for me, keep Jackson, get rid of Judge, and Downs goes at the team, and you have Nolan as your utility man. Okay. I, I, uh, oh, sorry, David. Sorry, um, I agree with you, John. And the the thing with Nolan, I'm critical of Nolan, but he works his ass off. You know, I, I can't criticise him for that, and he, you know, anything like. And he's got to discipline. I just don't think that he's as good as somebody else we could put in there. Um, if his head's in the right place and things. But <laughs> no, for me, Nolan, you can't criticise his effort. You can't criticise his application. And like you were saying, always wanting the ball with Judge, that's what I was crying out for for Dizel last year at Accrington. He was awful for that. He was wandering around and trying to wait for the ball to come to him. He's added that to his game. He's going looking for the ball. And some of the tackles he's put in, you know, he's gone running through. And Dizel's upped his game. I don't think Judge is upping his game. I think that Judge thinks he's a big fish in a small pond at the moment. And um, for me, he's very much surplus requirements because he, he just doesn't fit. We're, we're trying to shoehorn him in. Yeah, Thomas, we see, need I'll... to play Judge and therefore he plays somewhere. <laughs> and that, that for me is wrong. So I thought you were finished there, but um, I just looked at Judge is out of contract next summer. So Thomas, do you think he'll be here when was... his contract is gone? No, no, I can get a word in. I was just going to say... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say two and, a half, two and a half million for Jackson. If he doesn't sign his contract, when he, I think he's out of contract next summer as well, isn't he? Yeah, next summer, yeah, yeah. So like, you're going to get 
nothing for Judge, whereas two and a half million for Jackson, either way. So you, you're still going to make a profit. Um, but yeah, I, would, I don't mind Judge at times, but he he doesn't offer much anymore. He's I think he's past his best. Um, but, you know, and for me, yeah, Nolan put him there. Lancaster, we still got Lancaster to come back. They can both, you know, especially Lancaster, you can put in that right side. You know, where we're talking about playing Jackson as well. But um, yeah. I don't mind Judge. He's okay at times, but yeah, I, I get let him go. It, I, I think Lambert's too scared to push him out for some reason. He's, I guess he's, he is Lambert's, um, Judge's Lambert's guy, and he brought him in. He gave him that chance, and he came in with high hopes. He didn't. He looked okay in the championship, but we still got relegated for give him another chance. It was time to for him to sort of look, look his best again in League One, and he hasn't. And he looked okay in a terrible championship team, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, if, if he, well, the thing is, if we let him go, where is he going to go? I don't really know who would want him. Mm. But you say it's terrible in a poor championship team. I go back to. I'm, I feel like I've suddenly decided I'm fighting John Nolan's corner, and I don't know why. But you know, I was at West Brom away, and Nolan was the best player on that pitch that day. He looked like he could be a box to box midfielder, didn't he? And, and when at Villa away. Uh, he had a good game as well, and Judge wanted the ball, but Judge looked like he always wanted the ball in the championship. But what did he actually do with it for us? And what did he really do last year? You know, what's he done to earn that shirt at the moment? Very few assists. His name. <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's and your thoughts on back, Harvey? Oh, just Sorry. going back, to Jackson. Your your lad Edwards looks really sharp, so he might be top goal scorer this season. <laughs> I told you, I told you, I told you. So, um, another Welshman, Harvey. What's your thoughts on this? I'll go to you, Brad. After that, just just going going back to Nolan. I think his issue is I don't think he knows what kind of midfielder he is. Like you look at Dazelle now as, as using his him as, as an example. It's quite clear that he's a defensive midfielder. It's quite clear that he's always been a defensive midfielder. He's played it for England. And he's stepped up in that role this season. Whereas Nolan, I know it's been discussed before, but is he is he a box to box midfielder? Is he someone who can play behind the striker? Because he he did that quite well at Shrewsbury. Or is he someone who, like Dizel, can maybe kind of you know be that screen in front of the back four? And I think that's been his downfall really that he can't kind of nail down a position in the midfield that he his <clears throat> quality at. Because um, I don't think he's a bad player, but almost his kind of versatility, so to speak, is, has been his downfall because he can't seem to kind of in that midfield three. Everyone has got their own kind of roles. You know, you've got Bishop, who is going to be the one who drives a defender. You've got Gazelle or you know Scoots. We've still got him at the club as well. Funnily enough, um, you know, you, you know what his job's going to be in, in that role. Um, Downs exactly the same. Whereas Nolan, you're never really sure what his kind of game is, which I think has, has been his problem. But um, you know, I agree. He's, he's you know on merit, he, he should still be in there. But I think that's what's kind of been his issue since his time at Ipswich. Whereas Shrewsbury, he was given kind of this designated role where you know he could go and express himself where. Obviously, he's not doing that enough out of town. Okay, and uh, Brad, I'll see you put your hand up as well, Thomas, but I'll quickly go to you, Brad, and then we'll finish this conversation up with Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, um, on your original one, Judge is 32. He's not affected by James enough. Out of contract, he goes. Simply, you're not, you're not going to offer a guy a new contract if he's not offering us enough in games. Um, not, not only that, it's just... I, like I was saying before, I really like him. But going towards Nolan, I, I like him as well. And I feel like we've almost had too high expectations of John Nolan. I feel like when he came in from Shrewsbury... People saw him as number 10, getting in the box, scored eight goals, I think, for Shrewsbury in that season. Might have even been 10. And we all expect him to do the same here. Um, obviously, a level up, that's going to be a bit difficult. But every a lot of those players in that squad, I believe there's been interviews with them, they all rate Nolan really highly. They all say, even some of them have said he's the best player at the club. I know it was probably last year in the championship. Um, but I, I feel like... He gets unfair criticism. He he is the guy in there, like you say, Harvey. You think about a role for him. He's just the energy man, isn't he? He's he's just an absolute bundle of energy. You've seen his five Ks. It doesn't mean what sixteen minutes. I mean, if you take him out of the week, I know Flynn Downs, like you say, David, he's he's that energy as well. But um, currently, he stays in the team because we're playing well, and um, he's he's a foil for Dazelle and Bishop. So. All right, Thomas, uh, round up, my friend. So I, I think Nolan is a victim of the rotation again. I think he's a bit more of a confidence player. So when, once he's got that confidence on his side, he will perform well. But as soon as he's taken out and sort of not shown the backing, I think that's when it crumbles. And he, you know, he doesn't know doesn't know how he's playing because you know one day he's playing here and then the next he's playing somewhere else. I think with him, I, I definitely think if he gets a solid run in that squad, I think he will. I'm not going to say shine, but I think he will be solid this this season. I think I think we'll finally get to see something from him, as long as he you know gets a stick in that side, which could be hard with downs around. I know, but it's, it's definitely a. I definitely think if, if if he can stay in that side that squad, because like John was saying at the end of the championship season, he was shown signs of what we signed him for. I know he struggled to begin with, but eventually it, it was coming out, and all of a sudden it was rotating around in League One, and we we lost it again. And we haven't we haven't got it back until potentially now, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right, so a lot of discussion there, a lot of players mentioned um, from Downs, Jackson, Nolan, Judge, and many other players. Uh, so let's go on to this weekend, um, our second League One game of the season uh, against Bristol Rovers. Playing Bristol Rovers again because we we beat them in the first round of the Carabao Cup three 0 But we're going to be heading to their place an away game. Uh, fortunately, we can't go. Um, that's one of those things we can't do. Um, has anybody here been to Bristol Rovers, the Memorial Ground? I haven't been myself. I'd like to go one day. I had a ticket for the last game, but then obviously that was... Yeah. Didn't go. <laughs> I'd been my anybody first else? time. Anybody else? From Bristol City, but not Bristol Rovers. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that is... Um, we're going to talk about that then. Uh, they opened their League One season against Sunderland. So I'll go over to you, John, first. Um, they drew 1-1 against Sunderland. Um, so what's your thoughts on this? Do you think this will be a bit different to the Carabao Cup game? Possibly, but I think it should give us confidence Yeah. because we, we know we can do it against them. They'll know they need to do better than they did against us. I think we should go in there. I think it's there for the taking. I know they didn't play. They just lost the, the main, their main guy up front, hadn't they? Um, and they weren't playing with a striker when they played. Well, uh, first choice striker. But hey, we were starting with uh, uh, busy, weren't we? So um, 
you, know, you could say we, we weren't starting with our first choice strikers either. Um, I, I, I've got a good feeling that we're, we're going to go and do well. Um, I wouldn't make too many changes. Um, I, I think we should just go there and try to play the brand of football that we've, been, we've shown in um, places and patches. Um, and it's there for the taking. I, I don't think we should be... I sound silly, but we shouldn't be fearing anybody. I think going away to the Stadium of Light when it's full, you know, that's a that's a different occasion. Going to an empty Bristol Rovers ground, our players should be going, come on, we, we can get our second win here. Um, I'm, I'm quietly confident. I don't think it'll be spectacular, but I'll take that right now. Well, what's um what's your team selection going into it? Um, of course, I'm going to ask this question to everybody and yeah. pretty much it'll be a few changes maybe in, you know, for other people. But if you agree, then just say agree. But yeah, John, what's your team selection, my friend? So presuming that KVY is still injured, mm-hmm. uh, uh, we don't know how Lancaster's concussion is, don't know how Wolfie's groin is, all that kind of, you know. Ignore that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I would stick with Holy and Gore. If KVY is miraculously fit, obviously he goes in at right back. Um, but if not, Chambers is there for me. Uh, he's done really well so far in that position. Not his preferred, not my preferred position for him, but he sticks there. Definitely Ward um, on the left. Ward's been a fantastic start um, to the season. Um, if uh, I would have Wolfie back, and I would probably stick with Toto and Wolfie um, in the middle. Then I would keep the, the the same three in the middle. So we'll be talking about Dazelle in the holding role, um, Bishop in the more progressive role, and Nolan in his utility. Don't know which midfielder role, everything role, um, with Downs on the bench to come on. And then if Drynan's fit, I would start with Drynan in the middle. I would like to see. It's it's hard. I would probably start Edwards on the right. And judge on, um, not judge, judge left behind. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, Freddie Sayers on the left. I would like to see Guion get his run on the left, but I think Sayers has done enough to keep that space. And, you know, we all like to see Freddie scoring goals and he's cutting in at the back post. I think that's positive. So, obviously, we know that Lambert is hopefully going to stick to his 4 3 3. So, that's, that's what mine would be. So, yeah. Well, Freddie, of course, has got that confidence. He's already scored two against Bristol Rovers. Um, Brad, over to you, my friend. Uh, what's your thoughts going into this game? And similar team selection to um, John's? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'd actually go same team as last week because I do believe in the cliche um, keep a winning side. So I'd, I'd go as the same team as last week. I know Edwards had an absolute storm of a second half last week, but Edwards has still got a lot, lot to prove to me. He's someone in the past who basically runs down blind alleys, especially playing on the right. I don't want to break Freddie up from playing on the left because him and Ward have a good partnership. So I would keep the same team as such. Um, see Bristol Rovers have just signed that Handlin from Gillingham, haven't they? Who's absolutely rapid. Um, so he could be a bit of a test. Um, but Wilson's pretty quick. But other than that, they've not really, they didn't really lay, lay a glove on us in the Carabao Cup game. And I will say that as a 4-3-3 formation, there is no better formation to play than a 3-5-2, a side who's playing a 3-5-2, because you've got, yeah, you've got basically two against one on the wings. So their yeah. wing-backs would be completely pinned back. That was why Chambers had so good last week. He affected the game so much from them, not as much as he did last week, because we didn't play two, two on the wings. 
Um, so, in that respect, I'd keep the same side and be confident for a win, but probably a nervy, narrow win, just to get us all on Twitter saying that we're shite. <laughs> <laughs> um, and over, over to you, Thomas. Uh, what's your thoughts going to this? And once again, similar team selection? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not too worried. Um, so we saw Bristol Rovers two weeks ago. I know it was only for the cup, but um, we saw enough there to show that we've probably got enough to beat them. Sadly, um, fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, I'd stick the same squad. Um, I wouldn't bring in Edwards just yet, just because we've got a winning formula at the moment. Um, and if Drynan's fit, play him up front. Um, I'm still a bit worried about Inchial at the back. I mean, heading balls upwards instead of out or away, I don't really understand. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, keep the same team, go for those three points. Because if, if you get a winning formula, then it just Hopefully it just sticks from now on and then just change it every now and again when we need to. But for now, keep it as it is. Don't really done anything wrong in the league, that is. So, yeah, that's, that's my thoughts. And uh, Harvey, would you start going on? Yeah, I would. On the back of his um, substitute appearance against Wigan and the fact that Alan Judge just isn't a winger, I, I, I would start. And I think he offers a lot more on that. Um, wide right role than uh, than Judge does, so I would definitely start him. Um, apart from that, I would keep the same team. My only concern is uh, is set pieces. Um, so, like John says, if, if Wolfie's back, then I, I would stick him in, in defence, definitely, um, because we did look vulnerable from set pieces, and it wasn't, um, you know, it was very, very kind of simple defending as well. It was just losing their man kind of Three or four times in a row, wasn't it? Um, so that, yeah, that that is my concern. Um, but if Wolf is a fit, then I, I would stick with with the with the same back four. Um, but yeah, I would replace um, replace Judge with uh, with Edwards. Um, and although I love Cornell as well, Holy got the nod last week. He didn't do anything wrong in the league. So until he does do something wrong. You know, if, if I'm going in with this attitude of you've got the shirt, keep the shirt, um, you'd st- I'd stick with Holy in goal as well. Um, and obviously the, the same midfield three as we were discussing before. But, um, yeah, I agree with Brad. I think it's going to be a, na- a narrow win. I- I'm going to go for like a, a 1-0 or something like that, I, I think. I don't think it will be as um, comprehensive as it, as it was against um, against him last time with that 3-0 win. Cool. Uh, David, what's your thoughts going to this and similar as well? Um, <clears throat> well, I'm I'm confident. I, I'm going to go for a um, a good, comfortable, probably three nil, maybe three one. I'm going to go three nil um, win. I think that it'll be kg 15, 17 minutes. We'll score, and then they'll huff and puff, and we'll just get another one just before, just after half time, and then on you go. I would make a couple of changes. Um, I think that the the principle of you own the shirt if you're playing well is absolutely right. But that isn't just we're winning so you keep the shirt. You have to contribute actively to that and positively. And if you look across, so first of all, Holy keeps his place for me. I'm assuming that KVY is not going to be fit and he hasn't played in about 17 years either. So I, I don't think you can just bring him straight into the side anyway. He's going to need some to kick his fitness up. Isn't it? Otherwise, you're going to get another injury. 
So Chambers is at right back, Ward's at left back. Centre defence concerns me, concerned me against Bristol Rovers a couple of times they got through. Enciala doesn't just head the ball straight up in the air. He also makes random charges into midfield and gets pulled out of position. And that that concerns me. But he keeps his place, for me, given all of the injuries because of his physicality. But assuming fitness, Wolfenden comes alongside him because I think then you've got a bit of a blend between the two. Wilson hasn't done enough for me to say, that's my my shirt, I need to start. So he says that you've convinced me in midfield. I will. I, you know, Bishop and Dazelle obviously start. I do think that Downs is about to be starting ahead of Nolan. But you've convinced me on the pod that Nolan should start. Just. It, yeah. it, it's in the balance, but I'll go with it. Right. Well done. Um, Sears, obviously. I would put in um, to start Norwood. I think that he, he had a much more disciplined performance against Wigan when he came on. He did so again on, against Fulham when he came on. I think he needs to start. And if he tires because he's been out for that long, then you can bring um, Drynan on afterwards. But I think that your main man needs to start. It's league. He is showing signs that he's back where he should be and he needs to start and have 60 minutes to have the chance to get in the place to score. For me, the other and, and Drynan, who's run hard and he's worked, you can't criticise him except he, he hasn't scored and you do need a striker who scores. Um, so that's, I mean, it's touch and go. I can argue both ways, but I would go Norwood. And on the other flank, then Edwards. Um, he's, I mean, I was hugely critical of him last season, but every time I've seen him so far this season, he's put a shift and he's run. He's got past players. He's been a threat and I can't say the same of Judge. Um so for me, judges benched, Edwards starts. And what I'd like to see is Edwards and Sears swapping flanks every so often. Mm-hmm. So you, you, Sears is principally your left player because he's got a nice rapport with um, Ward. But Edwards does provide a threat cutting in on that side. And if they could swap flanks every so often because Sears can play wide right as well, that would be nice. So that's where I'd go. And Liam, to round it up the preview for the Bristol Rovers game, uh, your thoughts going into it, and you know, do you well, echo I, anyone else's thoughts? I would just like to go back to John's point at the very beginning that this isn't Sunderland away in front of forty thousand people. Um, this is the sort of game that if Town want to be promoted, I know it's early season, but this is the sort of game that Town should be looking to pick up three points, whether there is nobody in the ground or whether there be, say, three, yeah. 4,000, whatever they normally get um, there. So I don't think, uh, to be honest, I don't think there's anything there that should scare us. We've seen it in the Cup, um, and I think we were we were too good for them there. They, they will be better on their own pitch, and it was an impressive result against Sunderland, you have to say that, um, to get a point away on the opening day there. But, um, but then, of course... With no fans in the ground, this is helping smaller teams because they aren't playing in front of bigger crowds. So you might see for these opening weeks, certain teams maybe drop points at home against teams that they may not have normally done just because they haven't got those fans roaring them on in the background. Um, but I don't see this being a problem. I think it will be 2-0. Um, I'm going for another 2-0 again. Um, nice and solid. I think we'll get a goal in each half. 
and keep another clean sheet. Um, in terms of the team, I, I, I completely agree with David. Um, I would go with with that, but I would start Downs. I would go with Downs. I think it's your best player. You bring him in. Um, and at the end of the day, um, the system is working. And I think you've got to, at some point now, start playing the team that you want to play for the majority of the season. And that's why I would have Norwood starting against uh, ahead of Drynan just on that. Um, but overall, I, unless Wolfenden isn't fit, then he comes back in and, and it's the same team as what David said for me. Okay. So I've got um, so I've got Liam down for 2-0. David, you've gone for 3-0, did I hear? Or 3-1? 3-0. 3-0. Uh, Thomas, what's your prediction? I want to make sure this is all recorded down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to yeah, yeah. go 2-0, but um, Liam just said that, so I'll go 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, one and no clean sheet. I also, uh, I, I also no. think it's, this, for me, it's Judge's last chance this game. If it's not, if Edwards comes on and produces much better than what Judge's does, again. yeah, then Judge's got to be dropped next week, if, okay. in, those, in those circumstances anyway. Um, Harvey? 1-0. Oh, yeah, uh, now, yeah. Um, yeah, one nil. Uh, I think it will be like the sixtieth, seventieth minute, something like that. And there'll probably be twenty-five minutes added on as easily as I'll win a one nil. Okay. And then Brad, what's yours? Yeah, I'll go one nil as well. Um I feel that Bristol Rovers won't pose too much of a threat. But I feel like they could only score really if they score a, a thirty yarder um or a ball in the box, which is quite possible. But um yeah, I'm I'm confident, but I still feel a narrow win and Aaron Dryden to score. <laughs> What's the odds for that? What's the odds for that? I don't know, but I I tell you what, I, I'm just saying. I this might sound ridiculous, but I actually love how unselfish is being because there was a couple of moments last week where Wigan, where I think Sears was played through and he had that shot on goal where judged yeah. it back the other. I tell you what, if that was Dryden, he swears back to Sears. And Drynan's layoff to Teddy Bishop, I, I just feel that he's, they've really got it ingrained in him of what they want him to do. And we have played our best football with Aaron Drynan on the pitch. So, yeah. And then, John, finally finish off with your prediction. Yeah, your mic is moving. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was coughing. Um, <laughs> narrow <laughs> victory, 4-1 town. What? <laughs> so Bristol Rovers they take the lead and then we go and score four in the second half yeah no we'll, we'll go 1-0 up they'll equalise 1-1 one, one, then we'll smash them three, and three, <laughs> three second half goals 4-1 uh, four, four, one, four, one, here we go there we go um, and Thomas you got a sign I, I, I forgot to add their goal will be for a total mistake oh okay <laughs> watch this space but um, well Lads, it's been a, a big one tonight with a lot of thoughts. Uh, thank you all for joining as ever. Um, and thank you everybody who has listened to the show as well. Uh, make sure to follow everybody on the socials. Uh, you'll be seeing that on, on the tweet. And uh, make sure to follow us on Kings of Anglia on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and also Facebook. And uh, we'll be back with another Game Day Extra Time next week. And make sure to see Game Day on Saturday after the Bristol Rovers game. Hopefully some of these guys will be involved in that as well. But um, until next time, see you later. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.
Facebook.com/slash/channel/slash/artist.